Hello, hello. You are with Macy and Kat in studio today. Woo! So excited. There's some new stuff coming, um, and we're just kind of, uh, well, we're not even doing that new thing, but I want to say what the new thing is. Mm. But what's exciting is that we're together. We haven't done a podcast or YouTube video together in months. What is wrong You would with think that? that I had a child and couldn't be here. <laughs> It's, it's getting there. You. Yeah, I know. So we got to get we got to get together. So yeah, um, we have a like somewhat random office day here together, mm -hmm. and we're very excited and determined to do more episodes together again. Yes, for like honestly no reason other than we've just been focused. Yes, and kind of forgot. Well, like uh, truly, uh, we talked so much and then just forgot that we haven't been recording ourselves talking. Yeah, and oh, this was what happened. Uh, Courtney put up a question box on Instagram, something to the effect of, what do you want to see more? And something, someone said, like, whatever y'all are thinking, I want to hear it. Oh, well, and, and I'll so, tell you. And so, <laughs> that's what we're here. That's what today's going to be. And yeah, um, we're, we've just created well, a format for you to Yes. More. And, you know, we are upping our YouTube game, which is so fun and so exciting. And I think that's been another interesting process of okay the way people show up to youtube is a search mm -hmm. right it's like a search engine and so when you think about okay what are people searching you start to kind of make more um like yes inspirational and teaching like and like a quick thing that you can watch and so we've been doing that kind of separately like i do a right. video week you do a video week and we also want to have this time together to yeah. also put on youtube and obviously for the podcast so we are just like in this new country to be honest. And we are learning how to bring some of our old like culture with us. And then also <laughs> like fit, adapt, adapt in the culture of, well, this other country is YouTube and uh, it's a different world. At least I'm trying not to think about it that way. If you want to know my thoughts, I'm trying <laughs> not to think about it as a different world that like YouTube is so excited to get to know me. They are so excited to get to know Kat. They are so excited to hear from us and learn from us. And with the podcast, I'm like, y'all are my people. Like we are, we are in it together. And so it's just an interesting transition. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's actually we what we wanted to talk about in general today yeah. is, uh, transitions, iterations. Oh. Um, mostly people use the word pivot around us. Like mm -hmm. how do you pivot? How do you feel about pivoting? How do you know if you should pivot? change my niche? Yeah. So many different, um, questions come around changing things because when you change, oh boy, I, I don't know if we can draw the picture, but I'm Macy sure has did. recently learned this, um, stages of change. Oh yeah. The feelings that come through it, maybe she'll just describe it, but change actually is very scary. Mm -hmm. Um, in fact, the depth of the, like the dip in change is the valley of despair. Is what <laughs> so if you ever felt scared making a change, that is completely normal. And if people yeah. look fearless, then it's just because they're marching forward. So yeah. we've made a lot of changes, um, internally, and um and externally like that people see so we're mm -hmm. going to talk about one of those today yeah and you know when you first think about changing if you are thinking about pivoting or trying something new the first really kind of process and the first experience you have is all the benefits and you don't really think through the cost and the effort that it might take and then when you start walking towards the potential benefits you start to experience that it is actually kind of painful and and all of a sudden 
oh, the bit, you know, the way it used to be wasn't so bad after all. And, oh, I actually think I used to like it that way. <laughs> yeah. And then you really, that's where most people go back up to where they were. And then they have a new idea. And then they think of all the benefits and all how great it's going to so be. So it's like yo-yoing between it's this constant. like, oh, this like optimism. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's wait, not, not as, as good, good as I thought. Yeah. And that is a hundred percent been, I feel like I've experienced that personally like 10 times, like in the last quarter, just so much like, but, but the, the point is to honestly like stay in the valley of despair so mm -hmm. that you can come out stronger. And I was actually reading something this morning and it was just talking about like resilience and the only way to build resilience is through challenges. Mm -hmm. And that is what the valley of despair is. It's like a challenge mm -hmm. so that you can get stronger. And this is why people say have goals for one area at a, at a time, because when you can go through the valley of despair, build the resilience, that muscle is still with you for the next thing yeah, and the skill. next thing and the next thing. And it comes compounds and all of a sudden your tolerance for changing and endurance and despair it's like oh i'm like really good at being miserable and still being able to like function and be a mom and be present and pursue the dream yeah and um i feel like i'm in the thick of building the muscle 100 percent um when i went through life coach certification macy had gone through a year before me and she introduced me to this term called or there's two terms. One is the familiar discomfort and one is the unfamiliar discomfort. Yeah. And so when you've gone through the valley of despair, mm -hmm. through the change that you want to make in any area, it's now familiar discomfort. Oh, it's yeah. like, hi, friend. You're not my favorite friend, but I know you. I'll let you in. Versus <laughs> when you've never experienced it before. Ouch. Holy cow. I think it's why like new moms like tend uh -huh. to maybe have something. Yeah. Just that edge that doesn't feel good. It's like unfamiliar discomfort, right. right? And then you have your second and your third and you're, oh, this is my old friend, 2 a.m. again. Uh -huh. Like, wow, there you are. Yep. Yeah, so Same just expectations thing. are different is really another way of saying it. Yes, so we, um, I mean, gosh, the last time we, have we even talked, been together since we, we, we got a coach for the next year, 2024, which is our first like coach experience. But this, what we wanna talk about today is our transition into um, this identity that we are really becoming and selling and and creating a group of people uh, that are called the sales girls. And we have been through, um, and, and the reason I brought up the coach is we were talking about this with somebody uh, yesterday, actually, and it, she was like, oh, is your coach behind this? And I'm like, not the sales girl identity, um, but the like strategy of like delivering this new way of becoming a sales girl is mm -hmm. kind of what he's behind. So that's kind of why I was like, do I go there? But I don't, I don't, a skirt. No, I don't think so. Um, but the sales girl identity has been like so fun and so energizing and so exciting. And something has just clicked, at least in my brain. Mm -hmm. And we've been um, an official business for about five and a half years. And I was actually journaling, journaling about this. So I have my journal of like, what has been the, the process of getting here? Um, because we've gotten some questions, especially from people who have been with us for a long time. They're like, what, what is this new, like, what is this new thing? What is this new way? And I hope this is encouraging for you who are number one, scared to start anything because you want to get it just right mm -hmm. before you start or who wants to change, but you're scared to change. Who wants to pivot, who wants to try new things, but you're scared. You're going to like fall off course. I'm telling you this journey has been the most fun and exciting thing. And it's so crazy. Like we started as clearly confident. And, and that part, wow. that part. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I still love clearly confident. I know. I Cause know. it's like a play on thing where it's like, you get clarity 
and you're confident and then also you're clearly confident from 100%. the outside it's like it was that's why i bought it oh was the was that second R. part R. when i was like if i could be clearly confident yes. to other people around me yes. and myself yes that would be the payoff so that's funny and i was the second that part. is the one thing people would say they walked away from it like i'm so much more clear and so much more confident and when we went to okay. trademark which now that i'm on this side, I'm like, is it really that important to like trade? I don't know. Yeah. But there was someone who already had it trademarked. So, you know, back then, I feel like we were like, oh, we can't use it, which I don't even know. Yeah. Is that... And there's an Instagram. And there's an Instagram and like, I, you know, whatever. So then um, it was like this whole journey of getting to guide culture. Now, one thing I was actually journaling about, I was like, you and I both were like, we want to serve men and women. We were gung on yeah. That. Like I remember sitting in a meeting in the early days. I'm like, I will never be someone that only does women only things. And you were like, yeah, <laughs> we will not be that. And I'm like, why? Like, why? Why? Were, What's there? What yeah. is, what is underneath there? Like, why was I probably Loy. So Loy, I put Loy on here because it was just my dad who it was a huge piece of getting this off the ground. And he would always kind of walk around saying the message of like, men need this more than ever. And men we need... knew that because yes, we... my husband came through, Austin came through. It's like, hello. Oh my gosh. Who doesn't want their whole family I to mean, the, the transformation I saw in my husband in six months, like, it, it was so, I mean, we, we sit and look at our life sometimes and he's like, I never thought in a million years this would be possible. And I know it comes back to knowing how to sell for yeah. him. And I mean, your husband started his own business and mm -hmm. I mean, there's no way he probably would have done that without, so the life change that has yeah. happened for, and then, you know, husbands of women mm -hmm. have come and they're like, wait, I want to be a sales girl. Like, don't leave me. <laughs> and, um, so I just like, when you see the life change in somebody, it like breaks your heart. You feel like you're leaving them. Yeah. If you let them go. Right. Another thing is like, I literally love working with men. Like mm -hmm. some of my best mentors mm -hmm. have been men. They are just like, can be so steady. And all the men that I've worked with have been so encouraging, mm -hmm. so kind, mm -hmm. so supportive. And when they come to the training space, even like they're the favorite. Oh my gosh. Like they talk about their kids or their wife or whatever, just like this level comes. So, you know what? I just want to pause for a second because this is the point. Yeah. Like you when you want to make a change or when you want to iterate you mm -hmm. see something beyond where you're at right now right it is okay either to not go because yeah. you love it so, so much, much here or to love it and go to yes because sometimes people will come with you and sometimes they won't yeah and i don't know how far we'll get into that conversation but there is fall off yeah in iterating um and evolving and developing yourself and your vision and the brand and who sticks around. So anyway, the men is totally yeah. a piece of that. That was like, I was really heartbreaking. And I feel like this, uh, was it a decision or a transition? No, it was, but it was like it six was to eight a, months ago at this point. Yeah, it's been it wasn't a, while. a it was it, where it started was we wanted to play with a concept called sales girl summer. Oh yeah. That's yeah. where it all started. And it was like so casual Shelby Rose shout out to Shelby Rose. Um, we wanted to do like a fun like summer event and of course it was a hot girl summer like that's yeah. what was happening and we we're like oh let's just like play sales girl summer and it's all about how to leverage summer and how to like continue momentum in your business even if your kids are home and that has always almost always been something for people who are like I feel like I can't get anything done with these kids home and the like oh I just want to have memories and if I'm working I can't have memories and like we really believe you can do it all um, with the right skill set to be honest. 
And so we decided to play, and that was so... And we had resistance to that. Oh, 100%. It was like, okay, yes, and can I just say it so I can get it out of my brain? What about the guys? Like, yeah. This is, it was, it was a five-day event, and that's, yeah. how, that's how wound up we were about men and women. Oh, yeah. I mean, wound up tight, and so... I mean, we were obsessed with, like, no pink. Like, we never wanted to use the... Right. If I use any, like, any conversation about branding i was like not feminine not feminine like that was my one thing so i was like oh no if we do salesforce summer it's gonna have to be pink and feminine and uh, uh. we fought it so hard it's crazy we put so much energy into and something that really was not that big of a deal but you you don't know until you don't know i don't know there's so much to unpack here <laughs> i'm like it's so weird how and it, I don't know. This is like a good journal prompt or something. Yeah. But the thing that you're resisting mm -hmm. could very well be the thing that breaks through. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I would have just never guessed it. I think that's just never the obvious case. Right. But in this case, as we will unfold the rest of the sales girl yeah. story, that did. Like the thing that we resisted the most for what felt like a very legitimate reason. And it yeah. was legitimate. Yeah. You resist. Your yeah. resistance is legit. It is. That doesn't make it the best thing for you. Yeah. Um, so but we did it anyway. Yeah, we did it anyway. And we it was five, like, five days of content. Okay. Yes, we did. And I think that's when we were, we were at the playground or whatever, but that's when the slide got baby oil put on it. Mm. Soap and water. That's right. That's what happened. And we were like, whoops, we just had a little bit too much fun there. And so fun. Like not whoops bad, but whoops like, well, we, we like this. We found out, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and I will tell you how we knew that this was going to be something really within five days. And, um, it was the fact that people caught on so quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, we are guide culture. It, you know, as I know it now, like we will stay guide culture because of the meaning it's our method and all this great stuff. Um, but the reason that we'll lead with sales girls is because it is so obvious. Mm -hmm. Um, it is a way for people to self-identify. Yeah. And to see themselves, like I know every time I would introduce where this, our company's guide culture, it was like a two minute conversation just to explain the company and yeah. the name. It's not guide, G-U-Y, it's G-U-I-D-E, guide people to decisions. And, and so while I, I, I enjoyed explaining it, which is the problem. It was indulgent. It was indulgent. Like, this isn't about me. This is about someone else seeing themselves in the mission. And yeah. so yeah. Sales Girl very quickly made sense to people. Um, we hadn't even developed the brand no. in this way. It still is being developed. Correct. And yet people still wanted to associate with it. And yes. would even say things like, I, like, they, they're like, I, do I want to take your training school of sales? Um, kind of. But what I really want is to be a sales girl. Mm -hmm. And again that's just these things come up and they percolate yeah. and they let you know that you're on the right track yeah and you know we've invested in a, in a coach maybe this is where this comes in and part of that is being really at the table with these high big dog level people and that was a big moment for me it's our first mastermind we're sitting at dinner and I'm across the table with these like rock stars and I'm like trying to spell out guide culture and it was just like it was just per, only in October. Yeah, it was in October, and I was like, I hate, I hate this, you know. <laughs> and then I think actually at that same event, um, maybe maybe a guy introduced you as the did a guy. Oh, you told him that we were sales girls, and then the next thing you know, he's introducing you. He's like, oh, she's a sales girl, and he started saying it back to her, and you're like, oh, is that what happened? You're like, that sounds good. I remember you coming back to the table and being like, he just called me a sales girl. Like, 
like that they needed me because I was sales girl. I was like, oh, like that does sound good, wow. you know? Um, because we've always thought about like developing sales girls, but us like being a sales girl to be able to consult for somebody mm-hmm. is like a play on thing. I was like, oh yeah, that sounds really mm-hmm. good. Um, and then I noticed we kind of started playing with it at that event. Like, oh, let's just like keep saying it. And I noticed people leaning in. I noticed their eyebrows co- kind of going up going, huh, like tell me more versus what? And that experience was worth, honestly, the investment that we made. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, like we are shooting ourselves in the foot. And you know, we've had a, um, coaching sessions with our clients who are like, what should I say at um, this networking event about what I do or who I am? And I'm like, try five different ones mm-hmm. and just look at people's faces and you are, you reveal it, you discover it, you don't decide on it. And I, and when we put our feet on the ground and made this decision, like that was shooting ourselves in the foot versus being open and curious and welcoming, right, 100%. welcoming feedback without being like, what do you think? But like, you can read what someone thinks and people are too in their own head indulging yeah. and explaining it without actually looking to see and receive what they're thinking. 100%. It's such a process. It yeah. really is of discovery. Um, this happened recently. So I went through a Grant Cardone funnel. Oh, I yeah. took a quiz and I got on the list and they are following up. I have like a hundred texts. It's we crazy. I don't delete them because I want to keep, I want to see their process. <laughs> so finally, and I wasn't answering their calls or anything like that, but finally I got this call from a number that looked familiar. I answer it and seven months later, it is one of their salespeople. I and respect it. it. Uh huh. It's a girl our age. Did you ask her if she was our age? She she ended up sending me a selfie oh. that's like, hey, I'm Kelly. Oh, I love that. And like, just I'll talk to you in a few months when cool. I told her to follow up with me. And so we're talking in... Honestly, it was like the most boring sales conversation. She was asking me like scripted questions, but they were good questions, like high level questions, but just like not engaging. Okay. So finally I tell her that we're sales girls and she was like, oh, I love that. Really? Yes. It was the first time her tone went up. And, and so then we ended the conversation and I was like, go get it sales girl. She's like, you too. But it was just such a bad conversation. But those two moments like really were like, you, and it's so so weird because I didn't have to explain it to her. Mm -hmm. She is a sales person who is a girl. Mm -hmm. So I think it just, it creates that, um, tribe, you know, people love being a part of a tribe. And you know, it instantly, instantly separates a certain crowd without saying it. And honestly, it reminds me of the Dove Soap. So Dove Soap, one of their first campaigns was, it's not soap, it's Dove. And the thing about Dove is, I think it's like a lotion and a soap. Mm -hmm. And so without having to say that it's different and explain how it's different, which is what we were doing. With features and all that stuff. With features and it's moisturizing and the smell, they just said, it's not soap, it's Dove. And it gives you something to compare to right away. And what's cool is like, we don't even have to say it's not a salesperson, it's a sales girl. Like just saying the sales girl, you instantly compare to Matilda's dad mm-hmm. or whatever your I gray suited, like gray suited a hundred percent. And, um, or even just like a salesman man yeah. and like just a bad experience that someone has had. It's like, Oh, like a girl's girl, like it compares instantly gives mm-hmm. that contrast a hundred percent. So it's been an interesting journey and we're still, we're still up in here and like we have changed so many times. And, um, this is the first time in my life that I'm like, I feel like I can freely talk about like motherhood. I feel like Mm. I can freely talk about being a, being a woman in sales. And you know, it's so interesting y'all. Oh my gosh. 
the way we resisted being female only, I didn't even open up my brain to the possibility about how being a saleswoman is different. Being a woman in sales is different than a man in sales. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about just like female characteristics and like we love to be patient and we love to be warm and um, like compassionate and like we want to be seen as approachable. Like we want to be approachable yeah. and enthusiastic and open. And when you think about men selling potentially, uh, potentially, you know, a situation that you've experienced, it's way more aggressive and way more like get in a decision. And so just really leveraging all these female, uh, beautiful characteristics to your advantage. Not that you can't be a salesperson with those characteristics, but that that is what makes you yeah. an amazing salesperson. And being a woman and like, yeah, it's 50% of the population or whatever. Mm. Like that's 50% of the population so who like don't be believe yeah. that like there's a place for them, you yeah. know, or that they have to compromise something about themselves. But like when you are a sales girl and you walk in this identity and you have these skills, you can be aligned with who you like already want to be mm -hmm. and like actually be able to do it and feel really just great about the whole thing. It's like, I think it's such a gift. Oh my gosh. Because really you is. can be, I, I love picturing just like randomly in the morning this morning, I pictured like all the different types of sales girls, like Jamie Delorentis, who's like doing her morning walks in That's Chicago. Right. She's like That's a single right. girl in the city. Yes. She's a sales girl. And then you got the moms with like babies on their hips. You know, she's a sales girl. Then you uh -huh. have the older women uh -huh. who are like empty nesters or their third they're career. Their third career. They're yeah. like their second act. And like they're a sales girl. And it's so fun to just bring the entire population under this one umbrella. And I will tell you another thing that I hope this is helpful for people who are like trying to get that brand. Like it's so intangible. Yeah. But one of the things that we also almost irritatedly like battled with is, well, are they a sales girl once they come through our program mm -hmm. or before? That's a good point. Yeah. And I can't remember. It, it was a conversation like ongoing, like, wait, what are we doing? Wait, who are we calling this? Like, you know, you want to just do things right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there was a moment where it stopped being a conversation mm -hmm. and it just started happening Yeah. because it made so much sense that this is for everybody. Yes. And that it doesn't, it doesn't take overhauling your life. It doesn't right. take changing who you are in mm -hmm. like a bad way. Yeah. It honestly takes stepping into who you're meant to be That's right. and who you were born to be and what you were put on this earth to do. And that can take a lot of courage. It can take sacrificing some stuff, but at the same time, it finally aligns you to be recognizable to like the vision that you have for yourself. Yes. Um, so being unrecognizable kind of is like being mm. a sales girl, man, that is really good. And that's for everybody. Yeah. That's what we want. And so much so that men still want to be a sales girl. Yeah. Well, and you know, what's cool. I think another reason why this works so well is that it is an identity, right? Like, um, and I think I've gotten advice before where it's like, um, when you, when you sell, like have a business as the top and not a personal brand as mm. the top, it's easier to maintain longevity. Like you don't have to be available all the time. Like anybody can kind of step in, but if it's personal brand, it's either you or it's not. Yeah. And I think that was a huge driver. Cause I was like, I know that like, we are all going to be having babies and we're all mm -hmm. going to be doing stuff that like, we can't all be what, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, um, 
but the more that I'm in this, the more I see how powerful a personal brand is and how mm-hmm. really it is important for people to know the person and the sales girl identity, like an identity that can be a business, but also like a person at the same time. Like, I feel like that has been such a sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason, oh my gosh, the reason this is so powerful is because an identity is who you are and who you are is basically just a bunch of beliefs. That's all it is. It's like, what do you believe about what you do? What do you believe about people? Like, whatever you think about money, that's your belief about money. Whatever I think about cat, that's what I believe about cat. Mm-hmm. That's it. So sales girls that identity, we think very similarly. And when you identify as like a runner, you run. When you identify as a writer, you write. Like who you are is what you do. So if I can get like as many people as possible to identify as a sales girl, you sell. Like that is what's mm-hmm. top of mind. And you can't lose. If that's how you think. Yeah. If you get in a place where you're like, I'm ready physically, mentally, emotionally to step into opportunities, to connect with people and to communicate how their life can be better on the other side of my offer, you can't lose. Yeah. And that is what's fun about life too, is to pursue people, to work with them. That's how God made us. We believe that with all of our heart. Um, And I've noticed that when we make content about the sales girl identity and how sales girls think, that's the content that, that does the best. Yeah every single time because people want to be a part of a tribe. We are tribal and it's already hard to leave your quote tribe, right? If you're in a tribe of people that of women that maybe don't work or maybe they're all, um, you know, in a certain career and you want to go out and sell, it is so hard to leave what you always know, but to know that there's another tribe waiting for you Mm -hmm. to welcome you, you're so much more likely to do that and ultimately live the life that you want. So, um, really leaning into that in terms of content, and telling everybody that they can be a sales girl has been huge. Yeah. Anyone can do that. Yeah. It's really cool. For sure. And then I think one thing that we could just talk about is who a sales girl is. Go for it. And define like what we think mm-hmm. and what we do and how we walk, how we talk. And I think one of the best ways to describe a sales girl is she is someone that you want to say yes to without even knowing what the offer is. And this is the biggest thing people miss is they think about their offer. How many of you are like, what should my offer be? What should my offer suite be? An offer so Mm -hmm. good that they'd be stupid saying no to. It's gotta be perfect, it's gotta be perfect. But like, what if you could be somebody that people are like, I don't know what's going on, but like, I wanna be wherever she's at, then what's the offer? Mm -hmm. And you know, most of us are selling things that really aren't that sexy. Some of us are, some of you are selling Chanel bags and like, good for you, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? But some of us are selling like broccoli and exercising every day and sales skills. So if you could be somebody that someone is already like, I'm interested in whatever you're selling, that's huge. And the way you be that person, first of all, is just renewing your mind every single day. I'm telling you, like, if you just read 10 pages a day, you will already be someone that people want to be around because you are filling your mind with information that you can then offer someone. And then every time you walk in a room, they can know, oh, Kat, man, she either has something good to tell me or has value to give. She's positive, lights up the room, asks about me, compliments me and encourages me. I walk away a completely different person after I interact with Kat. That is what a sales girl does. And, um, uh, we, uh, the content that has done the best on Instagram lately is just why sales girls get ready every single day. Of course, there are people that are like, but like, you don't need to get ready every day. Like you need to rest. And listen, I'm all for resting. I have a, um, like a core memory from a few months ago. I had just had my baby, like just had maybe six or seven weeks ago. 
Um, but my neighbor at the time, she was, she'd been, I knew she'd been really sick. I knew she'd got some really hard news about her son's like baby that was on the way. I knew that, um, her job was like, I just knew she was going through it and I hadn't seen her in forever. And I remember thinking like, Oh, next time I see her, like, I'm going to give her a hug. And I'd walked outside. I don't think I showered. I like rolled up out of bed and I saw her for the first time in months. And I was so ashamed and I was so embarrassed that I ran in the house and I missed it. Like I missed my chance to do what sales girl do. It's to love and encourage and sell someone on themselves. And that was a huge moment for me. I was like, I'm never, I'm never letting that happen again. Like shame on me for not like taking a shower, you know, and handling what I need to handle so that I can focus on other people. And um, so getting ready is different for everybody. Of course, there's a spectrum, but getting ready represents that you are ready for opportunity. You're ready to connect and you're ready to welcome people wherever they are in their life. Um, and also like you just want to be in a position where there's not one thing that like makes someone question if like they should buy from you. And of course, like, you know, we never want to like judge a book by its cover, but it's also human nature. And being a sales girl knows that we just work with human nature, baby, as much as we can, as much as we can leverage how the world works, like we gonna do it. And when you just kind of literally brush your hair, I'm, I'm telling you, just brushing your hair and putting lip gloss, like my mom said, all you need is a little cash and a little lipstick in that purse. It can go a long way. And it's just like, oh, like she can brush her hair. And so she's probably going to be able to follow through on the promises that she makes. It is so subtle. Um, but I think another thing with sales girls is they know how to master this, these minor interactions that other people notice and they are just kind of who you are. You don't even like realize that you're doing them, but other people know this notice and see them. Um, whether it is like just kind of subtly like touching someone by the arm when you see them, whether it's sitting beside them versus across the table from, from them. Um, all of that stuff really, really matters in how you present yourself and sales girls know they leverage it and they use it. And it's, it's just who they are. They don't even think twice about it. hundred percent. I think compliments is another great Huge. example. We talk about it a lot when we train people how to do this the right way. Mm -hmm. um, but just all of this themes around how do you use the energy that you have not to dwell on yourself or your circumstances, yeah. but be so free to do that for other people. Yes. And it's so crazy how starved people are for a compliment. compliment. I mean, this does not discriminate against how much money you make or anything no. like that. We have just noticed even working with a very high level entrepreneur, she is clearly starved for compliments. Yeah. Like there's so much stress in the company trying to get it right, trying to make the money, like getting a compliment about her expertise and her will like love for her people. It blew her away. Yeah. And so just seeing those opportunities is yeah. massive. Yeah. And you know, it's a perfect example because I've, I've, seen her say like cat when I see your name pop up like I get excited she said that she's said that yeah That's like nice. like just like I I always look forward to hearing from y'all and that is sales girl things yeah. right there and mm -hmm. that's why I'm like okay we are irresistibly charismatic because and I think people think about being charismatic they think about themselves right like how do I be charismatic and it's automatic when you shift the right and connect so in a specific way it is so amazing um and I think like one of the biggest things that you could take away from this, and I wrote about uh, this um, answering a question in Sales Girl Social, is about um, like selling beliefs. Mm -hmm. And when I like first started selling offers, I remember I was so um, ashamed to sell it all. So I hid and shared my whole life. 
and then I learned how to sell and I got so excited that I sold the offer constantly. Mm. I sold the product constantly. Product, 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 offer, 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 buy, buy, buy. And I got results, okay? Don't get me wrong. Like, sales happen. And I could tell I was like kind of losing people a little bit, um, just engagement and interaction. And I knew there was a way to do both. Because sometimes it feels either or, like either add value or sell, mm -hmm. add value or sell, yeah. jab, jab, hook or whatever. And what I now know is that selling beliefs does both at the same time. Because selling a belief creates a desire and you move towards things you desire. And a perfect example of this is an election. It's perfect. Because candidates, I mean, just notice when they start talking about their like specific plans and what they're going to do and what contracts they're going to look at and what things they're going to pass and what bills and whatever and who you kind of like lose interest i know i do oh well, like, yeah because it's like i don't know exactly i kind of know what that represents right. but i don't know like what that right is. i mean the average like yeah, i'm sure right. there are some people who are like i know exactly what they're talking about and like that fires me up 100 percent. but for the average person who's like living their life they want to know what they believe right right and they how they see america 100%. right and they sell people on what america could be when they are president yeah and that's when you're locked in you feel this desire you feel this emotion and you're like i see yeah i mean all the slogans are about america america i see what yeah you see. i've heard donald miller say um you know, story story brand, brand yeah talking about hillary clinton before and saying that her slogan was like um i'm with her mm. and if she just flipped it to like she's with us mm. like it would have gone you know just that slight little like vision of like we're uh, like we're in it together not you're you know mm. so all of those visions and those beliefs and what's possible like that's what draws people to you which makes them want to be a part of what you do um and like if there's one thing you d could do it could be like think about the identity and then list out the beliefs that people need to believe with all their heart that would make them want to buy your offer. And that's what sells the offer, not the offer itself. Mm -hmm. I just had a realization about beliefs. People always ask about that. You know, yeah. it's kind of intangible. But yes, beliefs are thoughts that you think repeatedly. And I want you to think automatically. Yeah. Like a belief you don't have to try to believe yeah. that the sky is blue, right? You don't have to if you're a person of faith, you don't like have to like sit there and like remind yourself like, right. oh, yeah, like that's what I believe. It just is like, it's, that's, right. that's why when you go to church or you go to wherever, it's like, it's automatic. That's right. So like, what do you wish your target audience thought automatically? So good. Like they automatically thought about going to bed at a certain time. You wish they automatically thought about eating enough protein. Like they automatically thought about um, getting their, you know, putting their best foot forward, like in complimenting people. What mm -hmm. is it for you? You know, what industry are you in? Because if you wish they thought it automatically, then that means that you have the opportunity to sell that, so good. those thoughts that will become beliefs over time. Because people don't even sometimes know that they, their life would be better with that belief. They have no idea. So yeah. that'd be. Yeah. A great good. example is like, if someone were to be like, I think I should give a discount. Um, we, we would be like, what like that is not in our dna is on automatic we would want them to automatically be like this is worth full price yes exactly good good example yeah yeah um and so just notice when you're talking to people and they say stuff and you're like what like yeah what do you think that is the reversal of and not that the the belief isn't don't give discounts the belief is this is worth every single dime yep. that i'm charging um, and selling, not telling that belief, but selling the belief. It's two very different things. Um, that is the key. Yeah, so good. Yeah. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. You want to know our thoughts? We'll this give them to you. <laughs> this is it. We've been, we've been through, I'm sure there's lots of more stuff that'll, that'll come out through this. This is like 
this is like the the outside demonstration of all the change that's happened on the inside yeah honestly yeah um so more more of that to come i'm sure 100 percent um gosh I don't know. I don't know what people should be doing, but I do want to say we've gotten some questions about the sell your offer challenge. Yeah. And, um, if like beliefs, selling beliefs, this whole thing about people not wanting to buy your offer, 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 we go through five days of like how to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not the school of sales training that people have heard about. It's not teaching sales skills in the way that, um, some of our past students have learned it. It's just a totally different demonstration of, stepping into this um in just five days so it's really fun yes and people have enjoyed it all so the information will be that, that could be below. really helpful if i know it's like it almost seems like so different yeah but now i'm realizing the challenge actually helps you see your identity possibly and even talk about it that's right in a more effective way so that could yeah. be really cool for and the vipc gets coaching in that I'll tell you what, if you're kind of struggling just to be able to talk it out loud and get some coaching, it could be huge Oof. for you. Yeah, yeah. agree. Well, hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you on the next one. Mwah. Bye. Go get them, sales girl. <laughs>